A good Ner Shabbos, we're about to begin by Ez Hashem, Shir number 97 in the Svarm of Rosella Pliskin, we're in the Safer on self confidence. And some people think that it's too hard to sustain that self confident attitude over a long period of time. Because what happens is we try it and we're willing to try it for a short period of time and it may work just for a short period of time. And then very often life happens and we get worn out by it and other things and insecurities come in our mind and it doesn't last for more than that. And the eight is there's two ways to look or go about it. One of the ways is is to be willing to access your self-confident mindset for the short period of time. To use that tool. I'm just doing it for today. I'm just doing it for now. And when you try to improve just for now, it works for other midas as well. And it's easier and more simpler to accept any positive quality that you're doing just for today when you want to change a midah. In other words, I'm not expecting, not talking about tomorrow or over a long period of time, but just today. Just today, I'm going to work on this midah. And so in this case, the self-confidence. I'm going to work on that healthy self-confidence today. That attitude will help. Doesn't mean that you'll be self-confident tomorrow. But this simply, many people find easier to improve without that worry about the long-term commitment to change. When you live one day at a time with the self-confidence, it's much less difficult, less difficult for people than thinking that you need to be self-confident all the time and forever and ever. One day, though, is much better than no days. And you take this approach to improve one day at a time and only focus on the present day, that is a healthy approach to help you ultimately transform and develop your self-esteem and your self-confidence in a healthy way. And the truth is, like Rosella Pliskin points out, we live our entire lives one day at a time, actually one moment at a time. So by, if by making one-day commitments, if that works for you, then it's could die to do it. And tomorrow, when tomorrow does come, you only need to commit for that day. That's the one a day at a time thinking that helps people achieve great, great breakthroughs. I do that in my work life when I have a tremendous, huge workload and projects and whatever it is. I, I, what I found very, very helpful to help the, uh, to avoid feeling overwhelmed by it is the day by day approach. Today is one day, whatever that day is, I'm going to do what I can on that day and chip away on what's doable for today. And that helps and gives you confidence for the next day. And this same thing over here. Now, the truth is, just to let you know, is that very often what actually does help a lot is the weekend. Shabbos Kodesh and even Sundays for many people who don't work Sundays or have a lighter schedule Sundays. Because what happens is, is that if you work on Amida, let's say in this case, self-esteem, self-confidence, you get and you try and you do this one day at a time thing. But by Friday, you're tired out by it. And things happen that like sort of shake you from that self-esteem, self-confidence. The beautiful aspect of Shabbos and resting Shabbos and just the weekend recuperation of it gives you that time to regenerate your batteries and to give you a new chizik for the upcoming week. So that also helps. And on the just for now aspects... Also, what's the good Eitzah is, is that helps you a lot in specific in, in situations that you find challenging. In other words, sometimes you could use this just for now, present moment type of self-confidence when you have a particular thing that you need 
courage to get through. If you have a particular meeting or a particular Cajun or a particular place where you have to speak. And that helps that if in that particular situation, I'm going to practice that self-confidence for that short period of time, it helps. And people who have applied this just for now approach have found that after a few experiences of doing that, they get more confident in that ability. And their self-confidence actually gets a great boost because it becomes easier and easier for them to feel it because they're practicing it. It's sort of like exercising a muscle and it gets you into the habit of doing this. And so that is the key. So if you're not certain that you can sustain this self-confident attitude for the long term, but when you need it for the near future or for the upcoming day, focus it just for now. So he talks about how he advised somebody who had an interview and the caller told him, called him and I'm I'm nervous because it's an important point in my career and this interview is extremely important and I'm afraid I'll mess it up and that always gets me nervous and how could I change myself? And Roselle Pliskin explained to him that to totally change yourself will take more than just one telephone call or one interview or whatever it is. You don't need to totally change yourself. You only need to have enough self-confidence to pull through this interview, to be calmer and think better during this interview. And that is doable. Let's just focus on having a sudden burst of self-confidence during the duration of that interview. That's a a piecemeal and that can be handled. And you don't need to know that you'll have self-confidence afterwards, after you get that next job or, or later in any time, any situation or in years to come. No. You only need to be calmer and feel more self-confident in this interaction with this particular interview. Or in some cases, in this particular share you're giving or telephone call you have to make. And so on and so forth. And the person who heard this already felt better just by that, that, that advice. Um, to know that if it's just for now and you're taking one moment at a time or you're taking one day at a time, that truly helps greatly in... in um, in, in developing your self-confidence. So that's one concept of the share of one day at a time. Another thing is, is the idea of communicating assertively. In other words, when you have a non-assertive communication, that goes together with low self-esteem. Don't worry about how other people think and use instead these I statements instead of the you statements. You statements are aggressive, controlling, and you place blame on others. I statements are assertive and show respect for yourself and for others. So as an example, a you statement would be like you're telling the other person, you interrupted me again. An I statement is, I would like to finish what I'm saying. Big difference. This shifting from the you, which is a blaming and anger and accusatory, I means I am just, I am self-confident and I'm saying, I would like to finish what I'm saying. You, 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 it, it gives you a certain degree of self-respect and high self-esteem when you use those type of expressions. Another important concept, which we're going to talk about the rest of the remainder of the year, is not to live in the rearview mirror. We touched upon this um, in the previous shiurim, that to know that nothing diminishes self-esteem more than living with your life looking backwards in a rearview mirror, reworking yesterday. That's not healthy. Today you make the effort to live life moving forward, to live life moving forward with an optimism 
and with a hope. That is really the key. And truth is, like Henry David Thoreau used to read, it's a good bathroom reading or any reading. He was a very wise person. He wrote the book Walden about, and also an essay on civil disobedience. He wrote beautiful things about nature and, and just living a simplistic life. Never look back unless you're planning to go that way, he said. There's nothing more like a sharp sting of regret to keep you stuck. And why we're talking about regret and unhealthy regret, because that is one of the biggest self-esteem robbers. It strips away the self-esteem. Now, it is human to have regrets. We'll talk about there's a healthy concept in Chazal about healthy charata. And in hindsight, all of us would have loved to make different choices back then. Regrets can really irritate you and grind you down like grains of sand in a shoe, and they collectively persist, add fuel to the fire that destroys your self-esteem. Regrets, if not used right, beat you up and keep you down and bash you. Now, your regrets, the way the Torah wants it to happen, is a great teacher. It can help you improve yourself. It can help you make correct choices moving forward. But if you have low self-esteem, then you will use these regrets not as a great teacher and not as to move forward, but it'll be debilitating. If you have low self-esteem, you will use regrets in a way that's debilitating. And if you have higher self-esteem, you'll you'll use these regrets to be motivating, to motivate yourself. Regrets, if not used the right way, can not only deplete us of our self-esteem, but give rise to unhealthy anxiety and depression. Yiyush, that's what yiyush is. Yiyush is regret going to the extreme the way the Torah does not want it to be. So as much as you learn, and speak to Rabbanim that talk about this, that there is a Yisoyed, Shari Tshuva brings it down, Rabbi Yisoyed, that one of the Yisoyeds of Tshuva is Harata, which is indeed regret. And I recommend that you listen to... Um, to read Gateway to Happiness, which is an early book from Zelik Pliskin, printed back in 1983. And that is a goldmine of a book. And he has chapter there on regrets. And most people have regrets. Most people have regrets on various things. One is on schooling, where they went, or career choices, or about the love relationships, or parenting. Now, there's a researcher called uh, a psychologist Neil Rose that talk about, talked about all these types of regrets and emphasized that regrets are not all bad. A lot of them could be very, very productive if you focus on the lessons learned and the new actions that are built on the foundation of these regrets. He makes a big distinction between productive regrets and unproductive regrets. That's why you have to be careful. You speak to a Rebbe when you're learning Shari Tshuva Rabbi or any other Sefer that talks about Harata, which is regrets as being part of Tshuva. You need Hadracha from a healthy place, from a Rebbe, a Rosh Hashiva that knows your nature, that is, has, is wise, that explains to you how to use Harata the right way, to allow it to be a springboard to take different action, but not to cripple, be crippled by it. Very often people use this Harata and they don't know how to use it, and they end up crippling themselves. So it's very important to use harata in a way, not as unproductive regrets, but as productive regrets. Here is an example, and this is a good skill and tool to develop. You have a line on a piece of paper, 
And on one side is the unproductive regret, and the other side you transform it to a productive regret. For example, in the unproductive regret, you write, I chose a wrong career. I chose a wrong career. Productive regret means I can explore new alternatives and choices now. I could go back to school, perhaps. I could get more training in other areas. And even if it's too late that I can't mama shift careers, at least maybe part-time, as free time, as a hobby, as a channel, I could figure out to utilize um, some of those aspects that I enjoy, even though it's not my career right now, to fulfill my life. That's a productive regret. Or another one, I screwed up my marriage. Unproductive regret. Productive regret. I'm learning valuable lessons from my, the, my marriage so far on how to control my anger, on how to treat others, including my wife or husband, with more assertively and more respect. And I could be more of a calming and nurturing parent and friend and wife or husband. And I will learn to be healthier in my relationships, including my marriage relationship, going forward. Here's another one. On the left side, unproductive regrets. I burn many bridges with people close to me. The progrut a productive regret to counteract this is, yes, I burn many bridges with people close to me, but here's the productive part of it. I will be careful to be kind to those close to me going forward. I will accept responsibility going forward for hurting people, and I will act better towards them. So when you think about this regret, and again, the connection to self-esteem is because unproductive regret is a self-esteem killer. And we have to fight that by transforming it to productive regrets. So you talk about how you learn how to forgive yourself. And you talk about how you can make a life-changing uh, um, decision to focus on being motivated by your regrets rather than being defined or debilitated by your regrets. And the key really is, is you think when you look back now with the charata, whatever the charata is, you're going to change it now by instead of spinning your wheels and getting more crippling you and debilitating you and bashing yourself and bashing yourself. No, you change that and you say now, what have I learned from the lessons that my regret taught me? And that is what you do going forward. And, and though those are real, real key, Yesaidais and Bezaz Hashem, on, on all of these things that we talked about just now, the just for today methodology that we just talked about, of just doing for today, just for now, that helps with the self-esteem, and the concept of transforming your regrets and utilizing it in a healthy way going forward. Have a wonderful Shabbos.